invite you to take your Bibles. We're going to begin a uh, series of messages for the next four or five Sundays uh, on victory. I titled my series of messages Operation Victory. And to be able to find and to declare unto you of Old Testament characters that God had given them victory in their life, and the Bible tells us and reminds us that they are examples of us for us to experience today. And so we're going to experience that for the next several weeks. I do want to remind you of our awesome August. It's hard to believe that uh, awesome August is already back with us again. And what a delightful lineup that we have this week or this coming month, and I certainly encourage you to be here, encourage you to invite someone to come with you. Brother Brian Altry will be with us tomorrow night. Everybody knows Brother Brian. He's out of our church. He's executive director of the Southern Baptist Conservatives of Virginia, and uh, he will be a delight and a blessing to us. Have you ever had one of those weeks Some have not only had weeks, but they've had months, and maybe even a year. But I had one of these weeks, Brenda and I did. It seemed like everything that we touched broke. You ever had one of those weeks? Uh, Our garbage disposal went out, so we didn't think much about that. Our dishwasher then went out. We didn't think too much about that. Then our refrigerator went out. I had to put my car, I mean my truck, in the shop. My water faucet went out. My air condition went out. And then, lo and behold, here at work, we had all kinds of problems as far as with the, uh, the lightning running in on different things. But then we had another problem this week. We had a virus that attacked our files, a corrupted virus. And it destroyed all my files, destroyed my files and Sharon's files, everybody's files. And I thought, my goodness. I I asked Brenda the other day, I said, have you paid your tithes lately? We've been cursed with a curse. But you ever feel that way that you sometimes it just seems like that you're constantly up against a battle? And some of these things are minute compared to what some of you may be experiencing. You may be experiencing an unhealthy body. And it seems like every time you turn around, there is something that Uh, pushes you back. You take one step forward and you go two steps backward. It may be an unhealthy marriage. Maybe you have found yourself in a situation it seems like that your marriage is not what you thought it was going to be like. And it just seems like every time you turn around you take one step forward and you take two steps back. 
It may be a job, or it may be a, a relationship, or it may be a crisis in your life, but it's something that stands and looms against you, and it stands before you from experiencing the victory that Christ wants us to experience. I think Satan uses all kinds of attacks against us. And therefore, he wants to uh, get our faith to waver. And there you begin to find yourself wandering. Today, we're going to talk about one of my great stories that I love in the Bible. Joshua and the walls of Jericho come falling down. So with your Bible open, Joshua chapter 5. We're going to look at these verses of Scripture for a few moments and uh, the victory that we have. We use this passage of Scripture as our scriptural basis upon our campaign when we were tearing down the walls of our financial debt. But I think it even goes much deeper and much further than that in our own personal life. And that's what I want to talk about for a few moments today, of how you can have victory in spite of the circumstances. With your Bible open, would you stand with me in reverence of God's holy word? Listen to what the Bible says in Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. And it came to pass that when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite of him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandals off of your feet, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Father, in Jesus' name, We are so grateful for your blessed word and for the scripture that you share with us, the victory that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ in spite of the circumstances that we are faced with. So, Father, we claim the name of Jesus and we pray that he will be always exalted, lifted up, and magnified. It is our prayer today that you will be exalted in such a manner that every man, woman, boy, and girl be drawn unto you. That is our prayer. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you. The book of Joshua is a book of victory. You see it over and over and over and over again. How encouraging the book of Joshua is. In fact, the Old Testament name Joshua is the New Testament name Jesus. And Jesus is the one who says, I come that you may have victory 
John chapter 10, verse 10 tells us, says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, victoriously. My friend, you might be experiencing some situations and some circumstances in life that is seemingly to pushing pushing you away and drawing you backward and keeping you from experiencing the victory that the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to have. We understand as we study the story, the children of Israel have already crossed over the river of Jordan. We understand that Joshua, that mighty general, is out there in the plains and there he is observing the situation. And there Joshua's looking over this gigantic city, Jericho. Jericho. And it seems as if Jericho was standing in the way between them and the promised land. Standing in the way of the victory that God wanted them to experience. And so, as you study this passage of Scripture, you began to notice several things about Jericho. It was great in its antiquation. In other words, it was great in an antiquity. It was great in iniquity. It was great in fortification. All of those elements... It was a gigantic city known throughout the land. Probably one of the oldest cities of the land. Probably one of the most immoral cities. They served and worshipped demon gods. It was probably one of the most fortified cities. They said that those walls were so thick at the walls of Jericho that you could ride two chariots abreast beside each other, so thick. No one could conquer such a city. And yet God said, I have given you this land of victory. And there it is, standing in the way, standing between Joshua and his people. And so therefore, you can do one of two things when you're faced with a Jericho, can you not? You can retreat and go back into the wilderness. Or you can go forward in faith. My friend, I challenge you today. The Bible reminds us that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I remind you that the Lord has given you a promised land. A land of victory. A land that will give you the satisfaction and the blessings that he had wanted you to experience in life. So I don't know what you're experiencing today, but I'm sure that through the number of people that we have here today, there's many Jerichos. And through those Jerichos, it is discouraging us and maybe even depressing us. Well, let's look at the passage of Scripture for a few moments and let's just go through this and begin to see how Joshua experienced the victory that God wanted him to experience. 
The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. The walls came tumbling down. Today you're saying, Oh, I wish the walls of the my Jericho would fall. How can I experience the victory that these people experience? Let me share with you five things. First of all, I want you to notice the worship of faith that Joshua experienced. Now, we just got through reading there in verses chapter, chapter 5, verses 13, 14, and 15. And we've just got through reading about how Joshua was looking over the land. He was looking over the problem. He was observing the problem. In other words, Joshua had no doubt probably had become problem conscious. Have you ever thought about that that's what we do sometimes? We look at our problems and we gaze at our problems, and we wonder how in the world can we overcome those problems, and we, instead of experiencing the victory that God wants us to experience, we find ourselves that our faith begins to waver. Well, here you begin to see that even though that Joshua had experienced what is known as problem conscious he then began to become aware of a mighty presence. The Bible reminds us, look what it says in verse 13. After he lifted up his eyes, says Joshua was by Jericho, and that he lifted and looked, and behold, and a man stood opposite of him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell. Listen to this. He fell on his face to the earth. And what did he do? He worshiped. All of a sudden, instead of being problem conscious, he has become God conscious. My friend, I want you to understand, there is a world of difference. There is a world of difference. You can continue standing and gazing at those walls, and those walls will continue to get bigger and bigger and and more fortified than ever. But if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend, there is somebody very special that is right there with you. The Bible reminds us that here, all of a sudden, he turns. He's aware of another presence. And as he's aware of another presence, he begins to look around and he says, he asks the question, are you friend or foe? And I thought the answer, he didn't say I'm a friend or a foe, but he just said no. In other words, what he is saying, as Joshua said, are you for us or for against us? And this one that was in his presence was saying, I'm here to come to take over. I'm not here to take sides. I've come to take over. 
I'm not for you. I'm not for them. But I am here to take over. Guess who that person was? It was none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He was the preeminent of the Lord Jesus Christ here in the Old Testament. Joshua is face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know that this was no angel. Some people have said, well, that was nothing but an angel. Oh, I know it wasn't an angel because an angel would not allow him to fall to his feet and worship him. But here he fell to his feet and the Bible says he took off his shoes. He was on holy ground and he worshiped the Lord. My friend, all of a sudden, guess what happened? The faith of Joshua began to grow and grow and grow and grow. There's something about when you come face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. There's something about when you are worshiping Him. Something about when you read His Scriptures and be reminded of those blessed promises that He has given to us. Something about when we hear those songs that we sing that reminds us of God's mighty presence of how that faith within us begins to grow and mature. My friend, that's exactly the way God wants you to experience your Jericho today. Quit becoming problem conscious and start becoming God conscious. God is in your presence. And when God is on your side, my friend, you are always the majority. But I want you to see something else. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, it says to be looking unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the author and the finisher. See, faith never grows in the heart of a rebel. But faith grows when you bow your head and bow your knee and you bow before the presence of Almighty God and you come as Joshua did in verse 14 where he says, What saith my Lord to his servant? Lord, what do you have to say to me today? And there comes that faith began to grow and began to rise and began to mature. But secondly, I want you to notice something else about Joshua. Not only the worship of his faith, but notice what the Bible says in chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. The work of faith. Strange, strange, strange orders. This one begins to tell Joshua what to do. It says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and its mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war, and you shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns 
before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet. And it shall come to pass that when they shall make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet. That all the people that shall shout with a great shout. And then the walls of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up every man straight before him. Oh, do you not see what I'm talking about? The work of faith. See, the Bible says faith without works is dead. There's something about God challenges us and causes us to do in the midst of this tremendous crisis that we're in today. Now remember, Joshua was a general. And he thinks like a general. He thinks like a soldier. He's a military man. And yet, what strange instructions that he gives to this general. He doesn't say anything about, I want you to uh, sharpen your swords. He doesn't say anything, I want you to dig trenches. He doesn't say anything, I want you to get your ladders where you can climb over the walls. He doesn't say any of those things. But he gives such strange, strange instructions. He said, what I want you to do, I want you to go and I want you to just walk around the city. Walk around the city. Now notice what he did. He didn't say one time. But he says, I want you to go every day. And on the seventh day, I want you to go seven times. Now, can you imagine what Joshua and his people must have thought? Man, what wasted time that we're experiencing. We're just walking. We haven't lifted up a sword. We haven't lifted up a bow, an arrow. We haven't done any of those things. All we're doing is just walking. Walking. It seemed like wasted time. My friend, it's not wasted time when you're waiting on the Lord. Some of the most valuable moments in your life is when you're waiting on the Lord. Now, what was he doing? Why why was he asking them to, to walk? You know what he's doing? He was testing their obedience. He was checking them out to see if they were serious about conquering the Jericho that was before them. See, it's not our job to understand what God's doing. It's our job to undertake what God wants us to experience. So you may be experiencing a Jericho today. And that Jericho was looming before you. And there you find yourself. You are just waiting. Waiting and waiting and waiting. I can almost imagine as the people of Jericho was watching them, uh, watching these people as they were walking around. Look at there. Look at these crazy people. All they're doing is just walking around in circles. They don't even know how to fight. 
I'm reminded of what the scripture teaches us today in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. It says, for the preaching of the cross to them that perish foolishness. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. There's something about waiting on the Lord. You say, well, I don't feel like it. My feelings are bad. My feelings are low. My friend, don't feel like you're a hypocrite if you don't feel like it. You just continue doing it. Feelings come and feelings go. And so, friend, I want you to understand that what God is teaching you is patience. And he is waiting for a particular reason. Thirdly, I want you to see, look at not only the work of the faith, but the weight of the faith. It says in chapter 6, verse 14. It says, In the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp, so they did six days. I can almost imagine those people were saying, I'm getting tired. I'm walking around this city and I'm getting tired. Jesus was teaching Joshua some valuable, valuable lessons. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18 says, Therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. Gracious unto you. You say, well, I've prayed about this situation, and I've prayed about it, and I've prayed about it, and I've prayed about it, and God has not answered my prayer yet. Well, my friend, that does not mean that God's not going to answer your prayer. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. You have need of patience that after you have done the will of God that you might receive the promise. Some are about to quit. Some are about to go back into the wilderness. But there's something about faith as it's marked by endurance and not giving up. We have so many people today will run back into the wilderness and throw up their hands and say, I quit on God. I'm sure there's people that who used to attend this church that are no longer attending church any longer, simply because they came and were confronted with the Jericho. And they turned around and went back the opposite direction. And there they are just wandering and wandering and wandering, never ever experiencing the victory, the promised land that God had promised them. And so therefore, friend, I want to encourage you to be one of endurance and allow your faith to continue on. But look with me in verse 15 and 16. Listen to what else he says. And it came pass on the seventh day that they arose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times. There on that seventh day, they're marching seven times times in the same manner. And on that day, only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened, 
when the priests blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to his people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now, let me ask you a question. How could Joshua say that? How could Joshua say, the Lord has given you this city? Well, very simple. You go back to chapter 6, verse 2, and it tells us that God says, I have given you this city. I have given into thy hand Jericho. What was Joshua doing? Joshua was just speaking a word of faith. He was just taking the word of God and he was applying it and he was acknowledging it. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10 in verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Something about the word of how it begins to remind us. Joshua just didn't decide that there was something that he wanted and therefore he believed God for it. My friend, that's not faith. That's positive thinking. That's not what Joshua did. What Joshua did, he only believed what God had already said that he would do. And he was just taking God at his word. God had already said, I'd given you this city. Faith is just simply agreeing with God and accepting what the Lord has already said to you. But my friend, I want you to understand, you have to know God to know that. You have to be walking with God to know that. You have to be worshiping God to know that. You have to be waiting upon God to know that. It takes a person that who is in that experience of discovering God's mighty power in their life in a moment and a time of need. Oh, I'm so grateful to know that there have been times in my life that I've been able to reach back into the pages of the scriptures of my heart and to say, God, you said this. And I claim it. And by faith, it prevailed. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, verses 5 and 6 says this. Let your conversation, your conduct, neither be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he that said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Faith is saying boldly what God has already said and experiencing it. So you ask the question, how could Joshua be so bold? God has given us this land. He was just taking God at his word. And God experienced it. My friend, that Jericho in your life, don't you allow it to defeat you. Don't you allow it to discourage you. But you take the word of God and by faith conquer it. But then I look in chapter 6, verse 20. I want you to see, last of all, the wonder of his faith. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 20. So the people shouted 
when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout and that the wall fell down flat. Did you see that? It fell, didn't just fall, it fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city and every man straight before him and they took the city. God works wonders in the lives of people who believe. God does miracles in the lives of people that will exercise their faith in the Word of God and the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants to do a miracle in your life, friend. He wants to conquer that Jericho in your life. Your walls... Your obstacles began to crumble and your spiritual enemies began to vanquish. You can know victory not by trusting, I mean not by trying, but by trusting. But you know what? There's a dark side of the situation. If you continue reading on in that chapter, it talks about Look what it says in verse 21. It says, And they utterly destroyed destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. Not only God gave victory, to the children of Israel. But God's wrath and judgment came upon those who had denied him. The people of Jericho was wicked people. Some people said that God was unfair by destroying that whole city and destroying those people. But I want you to understand, God's mercy was damned. And there you began to see the raging waters of justice must prevail. And there you began to notice these people were unspeakably immoral. They would worship demon gods. They would sacrifice their little babies they would serve their own manhood. It almost reminded you of America. Can I get serious with you just for a moment? America's in trouble. God wants to give us victory, but I want you to understand we're living in a land that is bound to be judged unless something changes. I'm amazed. When I listen to the platforms that has been on our TVs for the last two weeks, I've yet to hear somebody say, we need to repent and turn back to God. My friend, the same God that wants to deliver us is the same God will judge us. 
Friend, if there's ever a time to be looking up, is the time to be looking up. If there's ever a time to be praying, this is the time to be praying. If there's ever a time for repentance, this is the time. Because I am so afraid that our nation is headed for the greatest judgment that it's ever seen unless she returns. I encourage you to pray. But you know what? I'm so thankful to know that there's going to be another shout that's going to be taking place. There's going to be another trumpet that's going to blast. And that there's going to come a day when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come in the air and He's going to say to His bride and to His church, Come up hither and going to rescue us from this darkened world that we're living in today. I pray as John prayed. Even so, Lord, come quickly. But my friend, the question is, what about you? Are you prepared? Are you ready for that day? If Jesus Christ would come back and the judgment was going to fall upon this earth like we have never seen it for a seven-year period, there's going to be the wrath of God upon this world. If you've never trusted Jesus... You're you're going to be faced with such a day. But if you know the Lord Jesus, you'll be rescued from that day. What about your Jericho? What about your Jericho? Are you going to allow it to defeat you? Are you going to allow it to be used as an opportunity for you to worship the Lord? For you to begin to wait on the Lord? For you to begin to listen for the word of God. To be able to experience the mighty wonder of God. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your precious word. And for the victory that you've given to us. And we pray, dear Lord, that today that we will not only be hearers, but be doers. Lord, I believe I'm talking to individuals today. And they're confronted with a mighty Jericho in their life. They're discouraged. They feel despondent and defeated. Father, I pray that they will come as Joshua did. Prostrate themselves before the mighty Lord Jesus Christ. And to say, Lord, here I am. What does your, what does the master say to his servant? So, Lord, may you speak. There may be someone here today that Jericho was standing in their way of coming to know Christ as their Savior. Oh, what an opportunity we have when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and by faith that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, to be saved in His presence. 
There's some here today who may need to be baptized. Some need to come and unite with this church. Whatever, dear Lord, your will is to be done. We pray that it will be done. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you-